We're Lewis and Pete from Personal Trainer Paul. We've built up over 14 years of combined experience personal training and now we're here to help gym floor personal trainers to earn more money, get more clients and reduce the stress and anxiety of starting out in the industry. Let's dive into this episode. Hello and welcome back to the PTP Personal Trainer Portal podcast. Today we're on episode 53, Stop Selling Online Coaching. I do want to say this is a little bit of clickbait. Well, it is and it isn't at the same time. I can almost guarantee uh, you listen to this. You've thought about online coaching. You may be a PT within a gym at the minute and you see everyone on your Instagram or your Facebook or YouTube does online coaching and they're living the laptop lifestyle by the beach purely just from training 30 clients online and they don't need to PT. So you've thought, you know what, I want a little bit of that. So I'm going to advertise online coaching on my Instagram. And then what you found no one actually wants to do it. Or maybe one or two people will pay you 50 quid per month and you find yourself thinking, well, is online coaching even worth it? Well, in this podcast, we're going to talk about a little bit more in-depth our thoughts on online coaching and comparing it to personal training on the gym floor. Just a hint, we prefer personal training on the gym floor. But how are you doing, Pete? That's good. I mean, that was a massive intro you. I thought that was basically the full podcast in the intro. Uh, Thing is, though, like I, I think sometimes we I introduce the episode, and then we just go straight into the would you rather. So I'm just trying to entice people in a little bit and get them um, to know exactly what we are going to be talking about first before we talk crap. You've basically wet their appetite there, haven't you? Yeah, that's one way of putting it. You've just you've <laughs> just wet their appetite, drawn them in. And that's when I'm going to hit them with the would you rather. Would you rather? Go on then. What have you got for me? Well, first, before we dive in uh, to the would you rather, are we not going to discuss your visit? Oh, yeah. So it was my birthday last Monday as of recording. What's the date today? It's the 12th of March as of recording. My birthday was the 7th of March. Just I'm getting that in there so for next year people can you know remember it and put it. But everyone's literally just... Grabbing their diary, grabbing, grabbing their phone. Yeah. It's in. It's, it's in. in. Straight away. So it was my birthday on Monday, but last Saturday, so we go, me and Alex flew over to Tenerife to see the one and only, the band, the myth, the man who shall not be named, <laughs> Mr. Rothwell. Oh, it was good. It was good. Uh, yeah, so Lewis actually flew to visit me, and I flew back to England uh, shortly <laughs> after he arrived. Um it wasn't anything to do with him coming, honestly. <laughs> we did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, accidentally forgot there was a wedding I had to attend. So basically, Sounds a bit suspect, Lewis is suspect in that. But because Lewis is such a good friend, I actually decided that I'd only fly away for like a day, day and a half, so I didn't miss his visit. So I still got to see you, didn't I? Yeah. So we went out on the Saturday, didn't we? So oh, we. So there was me... Pete, Alex, who's my girlfriend and Ruby, Pete's girlfriend. We get to the the first bar at like, what, half six, because Pete's always fashionably late. We said six, but I knew we'd be late, so we got there for like quarter. I think past. it was Ruby that made me late, actually, this time. <laughs> yeah. So we got there, and I'm thinking, oh, we'll have a couple of drinks tonight, some food, have a bit of a laugh, and just nice and chill. So I get there, and I'm thinking, right, I'll probably I'll just nice and steady, get myself a nice cider. First alcoholic beverage, you know. <laughs> In Tenerife, I love me side. And I, I barely drank this year at all. Not, I think I'd had one drink uh, all of 2022 so far. So anyway, Pete goes, 
oh, like, what, what do you want? I'm, like, oh, I'm not sure. I might, might get a cider. And then I know, I, so I think, was it Alex or Ruby mentioned the cocktails? Yeah. And did you mention the trees? I think I, I, I loosely mentioned the trees. And I was, and I was thinking, what the hell's a tree? I don't want to climb up any of those. I just want a casual drink. And and you and you and Alex are like, no, the the trees. Look behind you. So anyway, comes over. Before we knew it, we had yeah, a tree. Before we knew it, we had a tree. So we had cocktails. Eight, yeah, we had eight cocktails between the four of us. And then let's just say I'm not going to go into the whole night. I mean, it wasn't anything too crazy, but within 45 minutes, I was well on my way. Let's just say that. Yeah, well on your way. And then the other great benefit of the bar I went to that you could share your table, couldn't you? Your number. A bit like I think Weatherspoons do it um, in England, where basically people anywhere in the world, they click on that link to your table. They can uh, purchase you a beverage. You know. So I decided I'd get Lewis because it was his birthday on Monday. So I, I nipped to the toilet so he couldn't see me put my credit card details in. And I got him a lovely fireball shot. If you haven't had one, make sure you get one. What actually is it again? I can't remember what it is. What, what oh, is it? It's, is it not like cinnamon-flavoured vodka? That was it. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely something with cinnamon in. It was, it's spicy. When you drank it, you can feel it going down. Nipped, nipped in and ordered him one from the toilet, as you do. But then you got other people abusing that system, didn't you? I did. So we are just about to leave. We'd ordered and... You'd nip to the toilet. I'd nip to the toilet because we'd ordered the bill. And I was like, right, ready for food now. I'm well on my way, but I'm ready for some Lebanese, Lebanese finest. And get back to the table. And then I find (laughs) there was a pint, there was a pint of Strongbow, a strawberry daiquiri, a pina colada and two tequila rose shots. And my waiting for me. And I'm just thinking like the worst, I think the worst, I've seen the stir, the lad who ordered it from back in England. The worst thing about it, was that we were just about to leave. If it was like half an hour earlier, I could have just steadily away got through them. But I knew we were going and we had to go. So I had to, well, share them with them a little bit. I think I had the tequila rose. I had a bit of the, half the strawberry daiquiri. I'm not a lover of pina colada. I don't know about you, Pete. I don't no, like no, coconut. I'm a fan of that. Um, and then I tried, I think I had about half the pint of the strong bowl. But yeah, it was, it was a great, long story short, it was a great night. I don't think you remember your food much, so do you? No, there was mango. It was a mango chicken curry. That's all I remember. <laughs> oh, nice restaurant. But yeah, we did, We don't really remember a lot about it, do we? No. Good night. But anyway, what would you rather have you got for me? Right. So I've got a couple. We'll see how we get on with the first one because Lewis likes to extensively analyze his <laughs> would you rather question before he gives or commits to an answer. So first one is would you rather... Vomit on your hero or have your hero vomit on you? Hero vomit on me straight away. Really? Because then I don't have the embarrassment of constantly thinking about the time I vomited on them. Whereas if they vomited on me, yeah, it's not nice in the moment. Like it's a bit horrible, but it's more embarrassing for them than it is for me. The other pro as well is if your hero vomits on you, they're going to remember you. They probably meet a lot of people, someone famous, whoever it is. That's the question. Who is your hero? Let's let's analyze who that would be in this scenario. I wouldn't say I have like one hero. Is it David Becker? He was when I was like, honestly, when I was about 11, 12, 13, if you would have asked me then, I would have 100% said David Beckham. I know for a fact I would because I used to. 
But I, I honestly don't know. Who, who would you say yours is? I don't really have a, a hero. Yeah, I mean, obviously when I was young, you like footballers, aren't you? Yeah. Like Alan Shearer, those sort of people, but I don't know if I have a hero nowadays. Yeah, because you look like Superman if he blasted us. So, <laughs> but then I feel if if Superman vomited on you, like the real Superman, not you, I just feel that mm. there might be radiation in his vomit, or because obviously he's an alien, isn't he? He's from another planet. Mm. He can, if he wants, he can burn like coals and buildings with his eyes. So imagine what you can do with vomit. I mean, you might melt. So you won't want like me last Sunday in the sun. Yeah, you got a little bit burnt, didn't you? Yeah. Um, but no, I'd go with the, I'd rather them vomit on me. Is that the only would you rather have you got? No, so uh, unfortunately you can't see this on screen or hear it, but I have a child's book of would you rather's, which I've stolen Zach at my child. Just for clarification. And well, I hope he's not. He's not going to read out every single question in the book right now. Don't worry, I'm not going to read out the 300 different would you rather's. But... That's for episode you, 350. <laughs> before you started reading, uh, I deliberately uh, sat on the Zoom and uh, the first thing Lewis saw was me uh, carousing my book of Would You Rather's, wasn't it? But you can see it says four kids aged six to 12. So it has taken me a little while to find an appropriate Would You Rather for the podcast, but I think I've found one. So are you ready? Well then. Would you rather burp? Every time you start a sentence or sneeze every time you end a sentence. But I'm Ooh. going to change that and I'm going to put fart instead of sneeze. So, I mean, to be fair, both of them are pretty good. But if it was the burp or fart, it'd have to be the burp. But I think, honestly, I think the harder one is the burp or sneeze because the sneeze. That's, it's just really not, oh no, was it sneeze at the end? Well, I sort of didn't really make a difference, does it? You either burp at the start of your sentence, every sentence, or you sneeze at the end of every sentence. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go burp because sneezing would just be one highly annoying. I've got really bad hair fever as well. So I know what it's like in the summer when you're sneezing all the time. It's just, it's not ideal. So I'm going to go with the burp and purely just because. Yes, it smells a bit, especially if you've had a bit of garlic or something like that, or a plumbing, what's the shot you bought me called again? A throat burner or whatever it's called. Fire a fire blaster or whatever it's called. <laughs> wow. What about you? What, would you choose the burp or? I think you'd go burp <clears throat> because it just get annoying sneezing. You'd have to yeah. blow your nose like, after a conversation. I completely agree with that. Completely agree. Anyway. Shall we get on to the topic? So, stop selling online coaching. What do we mean there? So what we mean is, like I said at the start in the intro, is I can almost guarantee everyone who's listening to this has thought about, at least thought about online coaching. It seems to be the, I was going to say the new big thing. It's not new at all. It's been around for probably about eight to 10 years now. But it's like the, the Instagram thing to do, isn't it? If you're big on online coaching, you can work abroad, you can work online, you can work from wherever you want as long as you've got an internet connection. And I think one of the reasons, maybe you can say we here at PTP have a slight bias, but I think one of the reasons I don't have a problem with it at all, but I think some people think they can pick up clients online as quick as they can pick up clients on the gym floor. If you have a big following, yes, you probably can. But if you're on the gym floor, 
that probably isn't the case. Like, what do you think about online coaching? I think I think there's all there's a, there's a place for it, isn't there? Of course, I'm not saying there isn't. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying from the majority. But I think the with online coaching, it was obviously mentioned before COVID. You know, people did it before COVID. It's been around a while, but then COVID struck, and then sort of the majority of PTs across the world had to then suddenly go straight online because they couldn't see people physically. So someone that they trained face-to-face, now they have to do it online and they have to sort of just pivot their business within a week or two of, of COVID hitting. So I think that's give it a lot, added a lot more fuel to the fire. All sort of those PT mentors that are out there have really pushed that because people maybe haven't wanted to go back into PT if they've, you know, dabbled at online coaching. That's meant that they've, they've seen maybe the benefits or potential benefits as they see it. But the problem is, like you say, that if you haven't, when we'll get into detail in this, if you haven't locked in your business in person, I don't think it's right just to jump feet first in the, the deep end with online. Exactly. Like I remember when I was on the gym floor back when we worked together about five years ago in like 2016, 20, well, 2017. And I remember more people, I think around 2016 was around the time when I noticed more people doing online coaching. And I remember thinking, I, I wouldn't mind doing something like this. Oh, you can work more, you can get more money online and you don't need to actually do the one-to-one hours on the gym floor. So I thought, that's, that's great. Sounds great to me. I can go on holiday and not have to worry about training my clients. Can do it online. And what I found of the main problem with that is it's harder to get clients. So what I did was I thought that it'd be just as easy. I thought that all I need to do was just advertise on Instagram, put some posts out on my story or on my feed saying, taking on 10 clients for online coaching, message me if you're interested. And what I found was that I'd, I think I spent maybe about a month, not constantly plugging it, but plugging it every couple of days. And I thought that would be enough to bring clients in or at least message me. And what I found was that I'd get a few people message saying, oh, how much is it? And I'd tell them the price. It would be cheaper than PT. I think I might have been charging maybe about 75 quid a month for it. And people would say, okay, great. So then when I was in the gym and say if I did that with a PT or potential PT client in the gym, I'd then get them into for consultation in person. But what I found is that I couldn't do that online. So I'd say, right, well, this is how it's going to work. I'd send them the, the payment details and then they just wouldn't sign up and I wouldn't hear from them again. And what I found was that it was a lot harder to actually build no like and trust online with someone when you can't actually meet them in person. It's like, think about the times and what we always say here on PTP and on the podcast is that before you sell to someone, someone needs a reason to want to buy from you. And online on Instagram, if you don't want have a big following or you haven't built up some no like and trust with someone, there's no reason why they're going to buy your monthly online coaching. It sounds like a great idea for you because you can deliver your service online. You don't need to do it in person. Yes, that's the good thing about it. But it's harder to sell. Whether you like it or not, I don't care what the net gurus say. It is harder to sell online coaching than it is to sell one-on-one PT because in one-on-one PT, you can speak to someone in person. There's nothing is going to beat speaking to someone in person over DMing someone. 
the, there's a lot more, I'd say, tactics involved with picking up online coaching clients than there is with one-to-one PT. So what I found was that it was a lot harder than it needed to be. And I found that it actually took away from the time that I was spending in my personal training business on the gym floor. So I actually lost some clients and I wasn't picking up clients on the gym floor and I wasn't picking up clients online. So I ended up just almost being like a loser. Yeah. And I think what you've got to remember as well, like we've, we've had discussions about this before that there's not many coaches or PTs that will go straight to online coaching. Generally, everyone starts face to face, develops their coaching craft. If you want to call it that your coaching skill. And if you don't have those coaching skills and are getting results with people in person, then how are you going to just jump online where you ha- you can't see that person generally? You maybe have a video of check-in or an email check-in, but you're not really having that much contact with someone. And you've got to get across a lot of information with nutrition, with your training mindset, whatever it is, to someone. And if you can't do that in person with someone that comes and sees you for one, two, three hours a week, whatever it is, then you're going to struggle to get the results online. If you don't get the results online, I mean, there's a lot of PTs out there and you're going to find it hard to market it. Exactly. And and that's a good point there. If you are struggling to pick up clients in person, then, and you immediately think, oh, well, maybe I should just try online, but you haven't mastered selling and picking up clients on the gym floor. Why do you think that you're going to be able to pick up clients online, which is harder? Like, yes, you can make the argument if you're a massive introvert, you struggle to speak to people in person, you might find it easier online. But a lot of the times, if you want to pick up clients online, you need to show your face. You need to do uh, face-to-camera videos, like, for example, like a podcast like we're doing here, and actually build up know, like, and trust that way. So if you haven't mastered gym floor PT and picking up clients, sorry, but you're probably not going to master online coaching either. And that's what a lot of people try and do. Yeah, I think a lot of the time people see the the mentors out there are really pushing the extra income you can earn from online. And almost they like to say that you're capped in terms of your face-to-face because there's so many hours, there's only so many hours in the day. And if you're doing eight to 10 hours of PT a day, you know, five, six, seven days a week, that's you maxed out to a level, isn't it? So they sort of push the idea that although online coaching is cheaper for the client, you can coach more people with less time. But I I think the neglect to see that if you set your PT, your face-to-face PT business up correctly, you get the clientele in, you build upon that, you give them a five-star service, you retain your clients, so you're not dropping, losing a few, picking a few up, you retain them and you keep adding you can slowly increase your, you know, hourly rate that you charge them. So there doesn't have to be a cap, essentially, does that? If you're charging 60, 70, 80, 100 pounds an hour, then yeah, you're probably getting to a point where you you are getting a bit capped, but that is going to be a lot of income. And you you haven't had any of the hassle of jumping online and trying to catch the clients because I think with online coaching, it needs a lot of work with your you know, marketing, knowing the systems and how to Facebook market, how to market on Instagram, knowing all these systems, emails, things like that. And I think you just, if you're not locked in that one-to-one PT, then 
like you said, Lewis, you, it's a lose-lose because you're taking your focus away from the online, which is your bread and butter, sorry, with the face-to-face, which is your bread and butter. And you, you're putting it into the grass is greener on, online. And in the end, you, you're not spending enough time on each. So you, you're sort of stuck in no man's land. Exactly. And what we teach here at PTP is more of the hybrid model, which you mix PT and online coaching. <clears throat> so you might be thinking, well, you're saying not to do online coaching, but yet your model is exactly that. But it, it's not because what we teach is personal training, which involves online coaching. The core main principle is still personal training. It's just the online coaching is sort of like supplementary to the personal training to incorporate the two. And this is what I found works for me. And I know for a fact will work for other people as well. This way, when you use and combine the two, you can earn a lot more money per hour of time and provide that value. Because if you're meeting up with someone in person compared to just not meeting up with them at all and doing it purely online, wrong. people can still achieve results doing that. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that. But if you meet up with someone weekly, for example, you will be providing them more value. They are going to get uh, more accountability from you. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. So if you did, for example, 20 PT sessions per week, so that's not, nothing crazy, just 20 PT sessions per week. Let's just say you built up 20 clients doing one session per week. This is just a, a, a random scenario. And you charged £265 per month. So they get four sessions per month along with all the everything else is online coaching. So you provide them with training programs to do outside of PT sessions. So you've got PT and online coaching. If you did 20 hours per week and you charge 265 per month, which equates to around 60 to 65 pound per hour, but obviously they get more value through the online coaching, the training programs. You can earn five grand a month, just over five grand a month. And that's just 20 hours per week. So 80 hours per month, five grand a month, like, there's not many other jobs where you can get five grand a month unless you're, you know, specialized in a certain area. And I think a lot of the internet gurus promise like, oh, 10, 15, 20, 50K months. But come on, like, I, I just think how many people are actually getting that? Like, really? Someone might earn 15K in one month, but then earn like 1K, 500 quid, 2K the next few months. So the average isn't actually any more over the course of the year. And I think a lot of people, uh, you've probably thought this, Pete, a lot of people, when they see these internet gurus advertise online coaching and 20K per month, a lot of it, like people just see the numbers and think, oh yeah, I'll be able to do that when it's a lot harder than that. Yeah, I think people see that, the figure of the, the money that you could potentially earn and that your head runs away with you. And it's the same with... PT, when you're starting out in the PT industry, before you get into your, maybe you let you complete your level three PT, but you, you do get promised high returns, don't you? 50K for a year. And it's the same, same idea. People see that and they just get carried away with it, but you can earn lots of money, but you've just got to you know, get your systems, your, do your time in the trenches, exactly. as I would say, develop your coaching before you, you know, run away with that, because it's going to take a lot of work to move on to online. And if you drop a few plates on face-to-face, then that's going to influence your earnings, your business. I would say it's a lot easier to earn 50K a year one-to-one PT and in-person than it is to trying to make that money from scratch purely just from online. You'll be able to get there 
a lot easier and a lot more predictably doing one-to-one PT. It's just, it's an, for most people, unless you've got a massive following on Instagram, yes, maybe you'll get that quicker through them online. But for the majority of people who do not have a massive following, like it will be easier doing one-to-one PT. What do you think Pete, about people who do online coaching who've never done any PT in, in person and probably don't have a qualification or anything? Well, if, if you haven't got a qualification, that's when, you know, there's, there's issues there because you won't have any insurance. You haven't gone through everything. You might be telling people to do certain things that really you shouldn't. So you could open yourself up to a lot of problems, but if, if you're fully qualified and you're, you're doing online coaching, you've never do, done face to face. I know of a few examples of people doing that and that works for them. They're maybe better in the online world than they would be face to face. We're all different on that side. What about yourself? Yeah, I think, I think I agree. It's, it's like a gray area, isn't it? It's like if someone, most people are paying between three and five grand for their level two and level three fitness instruction and personal training qualification. They need to pay that to be a PT in the gym, but yet someone's offering online coaching and saying they're a PT, but they don't actually need the official certificate because they're doing it online and no one's asking for it. Yeah. It is a bit of a gray area. I believe if you, not everyone, but I think most people, most PTs will do a lot better doing at least a couple of years, as you say, on the gym floor, in the trenches, and they'll pick up a lot more knowledge in terms of just knowing how to speak to people, knowing how to handle people's problems. And I know most people listening to this will be a PT already on the gym floor, so you don't need to worry about that. But I think just going back to what I was saying before, we're not saying that online coaching doesn't work because it does. But I think, well, not think, what we are trying to say is that if you haven't mastered one-to-one PT on the gym floor and you're trying to pick up clients online, it's not going to work. Master the, the, the one-to-one PT first. Then when you get busy and you get to a point where you can't take on any more clients, because that will happen, you've only got so many hours in the week, then you can think about taking on online coaching clients and using a specific system to be able to do that. But if you haven't picked up a core foundational client, you're just going to spread yourself too thin and you're going to be a jack of all trades, but not actually mastering any. That's everything I need to say about that. I, th- I think with online coaching as well, it's not for everyone in terms yeah. of the client. So for me or you, we've, we've trained for a period of time of our life. So we're experienced in training. So if we had an email check-in or someone prescribing us a training program or nutrition, we, we know how to use that. But for let's imagine someone new to the gym, whether they're just at university or maybe in their twenties and they haven't got the gym, but they want to lose a bit of weight and they come into the gym and they've never squatted before. They've never done any sort of deadlift, any sort of hip movement. And if they've gone to an online coach, although they can send a video and and information, it's very hard to get across what that would face-to-face coaching would be like when someone shows you how to squat for the first time or to hip hinge for the first time you can't really rep like what's the word uh replicate replicate that's not the word yeah you can't match that reciprocate yeah couldn't get out reciprocate that service in that sort of showing of a technique with online and i think you need to remember about that so if you're 
in a commercial gym and the majority of your clientele are people that probably aren't that experienced in training, that if you suddenly just try and get them online and don't do anything in the gym, those people will struggle. They're already uncomfortable in a gym environment. And then having a PT with them gives them that reassurance, gives them that guidance. You can't really do that online with them by just prescribing them stuff. So I I think you need to get your head around that. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's like, if you're going on doing online coaching and your target market is beginners, it's going to be a lot harder. But if your target market are powerlifters or bodybuilders mm. who already know the basics, it is going to be easier. Yes, it is. We're not saying it's not going to be easy for everyone. It will depend on your target market. But let's be honest, most people have a generic niche. It's just going to be people who want to lose weight, get a bit healthier, get a bit stronger. And if they are beginners, they will highly benefit from one-to-one PT in person over online coaching, as Pete just said, because if they don't know how to do deadlifts or squats, how are you going to show that online? But again, as I said, if they're already advanced and they already know what they're doing, then yes, online coaching probably might even be better. But I think to summarize everything we've just said here is that focus more on your one-to-one PT business first. Get that to the point where you are earning good money. You're only taking on clients you like training and you're at the point where you don't need to take on any clients. And if you want to earn more money, then you can go down the online coaching route. And if you want to know, or if you are in a position at the minute where you haven't built up your PT business to the point where you want to earn more money, you want to get more clients, and you want to reduce the stress of being on the P on the, on the floor, on the gym floor, go to the link in the description of the podcast where you can watch our completely free training to, as I said, earn my money, get my clients, reduce the stress, a full one hour deep dive of the tactics we use and teach. Or if you want to fast track, you can join our 12 week course where we go full in depth, talking you, talking to you about everything you need to know and to actually get your PT business to where you want to be. Anything you want to say, Pete? Rate the podcast. Rate the podcast. Five stars, please. Five stars. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers.